Welcome to Pennsylvania in Focus. I'm Alan Wooten, Managing Editor at the Center Square. With me today is Pennsylvania reporter Anthony Hennan. Uh, Anthony, you filed a story in the last week, Hemp and Pennsylvania's Bio-Based Future. Tell me, what's, what's the route? How long is it going to take to determine which of the varieties grows best in Pennsylvania? Yeah, so that is the big question we are staring down here. Um, hemp is kind of having a bit of a moment um, since from some recent federal farm bills, um, it's mostly it's opened up the program a little more to make it easier for farmers to grow hemp. Um, there's still a number of obstacles they have to go through uh, in terms of they'll have to do fingerprinting. Um, they're subject to crop inspection, things like this. Uh, but hemp, it is important to remember here. Hemp is very different from what they're growing for um, um, recreational or uh, medical marijuana. Um, you can't smoke the crop and get any sort of high on it. Um, there's almost no THC content within the uh, product in general. Uh, but generally, what happens when we're talking hemp, initially, a lot of this was focused on CBD products and CBD oils and things like this. Uh, industrial hemp is a little different. Industrial hemp is used more for fiber or for other products along those lines. Any Anything from clothing and textiles to um, construction materials. So right now, they're basically in a process of doing a lot of research on how to grow this effectively and how to boost hemp production, how to create markets from this. So when we've looked at, you know, this has seen federal and state support. Um, we've seen uh, federal grants go out. Um, just recently in May, a, a hemp company in Luzerne County received a $1 million federal grant to find new uses for the product. Um, this also comes on the heels of uh, roughly 600000 in state-level grants this year for hemp production and to market and promote it. Um, but the big thing now is kind of figuring out how exactly to use this. Um, we've seen a number of grants going to Penn State University and Thomas Jefferson University of researching what hemp varieties grow in Pennsylvania fairly well. Uh, but, you know, when we're talking hemp, the market here isn't necessarily created yet. A lot of this is kind of exploring how can we use hemp? How can we build up and create markets for this? Um, and that's also where a lot of the state and federal support is coming from, as well as trying to establish um, what they're calling more sustainable uh, bioeconomy of substituting, substituting uses like plastics or using oil-based products with something more natural, something that's easier to recycle or that naturally degrades into the environment. The story you authored at thecentersquare.com, it, it mentioned that public money is needed. Uh, are we talking about John Doe as an investor or are we talking about more of, a, I don't know, government money or grant money or uh, nonprofits even? Yeah, uh, all of the above is what I'm hearing from a lot of these, okay. uh, hemp advocates and boosters where, they, you know, when you actually look at it, it's still fairly small scale. Um, in Pennsylvania, there's a little more than 200 growing permits that are out there right now and another 50 processing permits and so basically taking that raw material and working it into some sort of product. Um, so, you know, it's, it's pretty small um, and they're looking, they're looking for private money coming in. They're looking for um, some extra um, uh, government-based money. A lot of this for kind of getting that research out of the way and figuring out how exactly to grow it, where to grow it in the state. Um, but a lot of this is them trying to kind of get more public word out of, hey, you know, this is not this is not something shady. This is not something that's still in the legal market. Hemp can't be used for that. There's a lot of other ways to use it. You're not putting yourself at the risk of law enforcement coming down on you hard. 
Um, so I think, you know, when you when you talk to people within the National Hemp Association or farmers themselves, um, you know, any sort of funding that comes in, they're very thankful for that and trying to work out basically pulling together more networking opportunities, tying more people together so they can figure out how to grow this market and get more farmers involved, get more um, industrial um, manufacturing companies involved as well. What are you hearing as far as the, the type of land, uh, the, the topography or the terrain in Pennsylvania that, that's going to be better or worse for it? Or would that possibly even be going towards the varieties? I mean, the mountains or, or not the mountains or, or wherever? Yeah, I think it's hard to say because when you look at a map of Pennsylvania and where these hemp licenses are going, where this is being grown, um, a lot of this is just on small, you know, maybe an acre or two of a farm that might have 100 or 200 acres. So it's kind of experimentative. Uh, but no, there hasn't been one re- uh, region across the Commonwealth that's really dominated in this. Uh, talking with some researchers from Penn State, they basically uh, frame this as, you know, wherever we start seeing more processing plants pop up, um, that's generally where, what region of the state is going to dominate in this. Uh, places where it's easy easy to bring these into market and then send them out as some sort of product for use in a manufacturing business. Um, that seems to be where it will tend to. But when we're looking at Pennsylvania, I mean, you'll see this growing around Reading. We'll see this down around Lancaster, Western Pennsylvania. Um, there hasn't really been one spot for it yet. I think a lot of this just shows how experimental this is, how early on in the uh, market forming process it is. Very good. Listeners can keep up with this story and more at thecentersquare.com. For Anthony Hennon, this is Alan Wooden. Please subscribe and thanks for listening. 